everybody. Welcome back to another edition of the Bronze Age of Horror Comics. It's time for two more issues of the Tomb of Dracula. So that means I've got my buddy Scott West here with me. We're going to have our segment, The Insults of Dracula, to recount the last two issues. Then we're going to dive into the two here. And they're a little bit different as uh, we're going to explain when we talk about these two issues in the intro. But uh, very, very good issues, a lot of fun. So get ready, and we'll be back right after the break. Hey, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Bronze Age of Horror Comics. And I am here in the Tomb of Dracula with my good buddy, Scott West. How are you, man? I'm doing all right. How are you, Billy? I am fantastic. So we're going to dive into two more issues here. And uh, these issues, uh, they're both very different, but I think they have some really fun, cool things about them. And, and they were, you know, a, a bit of a contrast to what we had seen <clears throat> up until this point. The Vampire Hunters really are nowhere to be found in these two issues. Uh, just one quick little Quincy appearance in uh, issue 16. But other than that, they were nowhere to be found. So, you know, something new here, right? Yeah, it's a nice uh, change of pace because we've pretty much been following them. They've been like the main characters in these two issues. Dracula's center stage, and it's pretty cool. Yep, it's it's his book, and he's letting us know because exactly <laughs> <laughs> he always wants to be uh, the, the number one center stage. He, <laughs> he's he's got no room for anybody else. He's he wants Not everyone to know he's top. <laughs> he's he's top dog. <laughs> yeah, and uh, there's plenty of. Uh, plenty of him letting us know that in both these issues too which is great oh yeah yeah constantly laughing for no reason and uh telling everybody <laughs> how much of a ba he is <laughs> <laughs> yep uh, but before we jump into those we've got to hit uh, our uh new segment at the <laughs> insults of dracula so <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> uh, the, the, the past two issues the the insult count wasn't super high but he had some good ones you know, mm -hmm. he uh, he always has some good ones. So uh, I'll start off with, you know, he used the dolt, and that's one of my favorites. So just <laughs> call somebody a dolt. <laughs> dolt is great. Yeah, and then uh, here's another good one, too. This is a good slam, especially when it's against, like, a dude, especially if it's a dude that thinks he's, like, really tough. He called somebody a simpering fool. <laughs> mm -hmm. Simpering. <laughs> and then I think he was recounting his uh, – uh, former buddy Clifton Graves when he called uh, somebody an unfailing slave. I think Ooh. that's what he, I think he may have been uh, recounting his times with uh, Clifton there, his, the good old days when he had somebody to beat up on. Uh... Right, that sounds about right. <laughs> and then he was talking about all of mankind and he said they are selfish, arrogant, and mindless. And he's not wrong there. <laughs> yeah, we got to give him that one. <laughs> yeah, know, I mean, when. I'm personally offended but okay he's right <laughs> yeah i have no problem with him calling me selfish or arrogant but mindless is like come on man that's that's below that's hitting below the belt right <laughs> and then he did use his uh favorite uh of all time fool he called blade a fool twice and then uh in the very uh in the very uh last one we did which was uh 14 I think it was uh, uh, the 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 priest uh, he called a fool as well, Josiah mm. Don. So he used that, yeah. you know, not that was the one he used the most, but you know, he didn't he didn't use it as anywhere near as much as he usually does. He kind of backed off on fool a little bit. Hmm. Maybe he realized he was using it too much, so 
his editor told him to calm down. Yeah. Right <laughs> Cut a couple then, of fools in this issue. Yeah, and then he called the group of vampire hunters. He said they have childish minds. So, ah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and, uh, nice. Yeah, he was throwing them at Blade pretty good in these last two issues that we covered. He called them a mindless clod. That's a good one. Ah, that is a good one. <laughs> and then he can always uh, throw them at... Uh, you know, Rachel's uh, buddy Taj, he really likes to fire them at him, mm. even though the guy can't even, you know, uh, verbally de- defend himself. He yeah. Him her foolish protector. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, leave the guy alone. Yeah, that's not fair. Mm-hmm. And then uh, he, this is these last few ones or when he was at the uh, revival, when uh, Josiah Don brought him back to life, he was calling mm. the uh, I guess you'd call them parishioners or revival people. there, uh, senseless clods. He referred to them as, and then, you know, a few sentences later, wanton imbeciles. That's a good nice. one. That is a good one. <laughs> yeah, that's really good. And then low, lowly fools. Lowly. He, and then I think he was saying this when he was talking to Josiah Don, uh, when he was uh, in his death throes there, he said his stinking mortal bones. He said they were going to oh, ro- yeah. rot or something. Yeah. <laughs> and then that's this was, a, yo, yeah. And then this was a good one too, where, you know, Dracula of all people, says to uh, the priest because you know if you remember the priest he was really going off the rails at the end there Mm -hmm. he he was really uh well first of all his whole idea of well why don't we uh you know raise a vampire from the dead so we can kill him (laughs) to prove that god's on our side yeah i still can't go along with that logic so uh he said said josiah was uh his his words were mindless venom and i tend to agree (laughs) wow yeah Yeah, yeah, sometimes Dracula is right, you know. Sometimes he's righteous in his uh, insults. Yeah, it might not be what you want to hear, but maybe it's what you need to hear. (laughs) (laughs) Tough love. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know what they say, spare the rod, you know, you got (laughs) to... So, yeah, that uh, that wraps up, uh, you know, issues 13 and 14, uh, the insults of Dracula there. So, yeah, it was pretty good. Not as high account you know as far as how many but uh there were some real winners in there right i like it i like claude claude is is shaping up to be my favorite i think yeah and like uh, the, when he calls somebody like blade a mindless claude i love that because yeah. you know that's that, that's gotta hurt that's gotta oh hurt. yeah <laughs> <laughs> so i think he saves the best ones for the people uh that he respects the most you know i think I think he has a grudging respect for Blade, so he's going to hit him with the worst insults. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then, yeah, you, you figure, because he doesn't really have to think about a really big, bad insult for somebody like that idiot Frank. He can just call him a dope or something. And right. it's, it, 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 <laughs> like, Frank isn't worthy of a good uh, a good put-down. <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right, well, yep, that's going to wrap up the insults of Dracula, and we're going to take right. Quick, tiny little break here, and then be right back to uh, jump into issue 15. The devil has sent me twins of evil. The most fearsome females in horror history. One good, one evil. What do you see? (gasps) We are the undead. Immortal. Seek out the devil worshippers. Spine-chilling, heart-stopping terror in Twins of Evil, rated R. (laughs) 
Okay, we're back, everybody, and uh, here we go with the Tomb of Dracula, number 15, and this is cover dated December 1973. So we're about to, you know, cover date, you know, head into 1974, but as far as when the issues were on sale, you know, we're still back in the September range in October with these two issues. So, uh, you know, still still hanging on in 1973 there. So uh, this one, you know, the cover credits, I have a heck of a time. Everybody agrees Gil Kane's the penciler. But nobody can agree on the inkers. Mm. So I'm just going to say Gil Kane pencils. And then I think uh, it's a pretty good uh, tip of the hat that everybody was saying. John Romita did some, you know, uh, rework on some of the faces, which he did that a lot in uh, yeah. in uh, Marvel Comics on their, you know, on their covers, especially to, to be like more of a house style and have some consistency there. Mm -hmm. But let's just say Gil Kane. Sure. So what do you think of this cover okay. on uh, 15 here? Um. I actually really love this cover, and but I'm not sure if I can explain why. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's very simple, but there's something about it that I really love. Uh, maybe it's the the bat and the gun sights, at, um, like the triple mm -hmm. uh, horizontal line of the bat and the gun sights, and then Dracula at the bottom. Um, I guess we should explain what it is. It's there's a, a like a hunter or somebody standing over Dracula who's laying on his back on the ground and above him is a like a black stripe with three certain bright yellow uh clearly the gun sight with mm -hmm. a bat in the in the middle of the gun sight and he's taking aim and shooting the bat and hitting the bat in those three panels or mm -hmm. whatever you want to call those yeah and those images yeah, so then at the bottom, that's Dracula, obviously, he shot Dracula, and he says, I, I shot a bat, but I killed a vampire. And, um, <laughs> I don't know, I just really like it. It's it's simple, but it's there's something about it that's really cool. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, I like this one quite a bit, too, and it just, you know, the Tomb of Dracula logo is great as usual, and at the very bottom, mm -hmm. there's just one little, you know, uh, caption box that says, but. How long will a vampire stay dead? And it looks yeah. great. The only thing I, I think is kind of, it's not that I don't like it, but it's a little weird, is Dracula's laying there prone as if he's, you know, dead, which unless the guy's mm. hunting with silver bullets, uh, or, you know, I just, you know, I don't, I don't know if that's really going to, uh, that's more of a werewolf right. thing, but I think that silver has been shown to be a weakness of his as well. Um, and <laughs> instead of, like, I guess they could probably <laughs> show a bloody Dracula, uh, but his yeah. chest where I'm assuming the bullet supposedly hit him. It has this weird effect coming out of it. Like I'm almost waiting for there to be like, it almost looks like there should be musical notes on the, what is that part when you're, when you're reading music? I can't remember back to school when I learned about yeah. that, but you know, like the, yeah, the music, the stanza where you put the notes on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It looks like, you know, like it, there's a music <laughs> box in his chest and it got shot open and it's playing music out of his chest. <laughs> That's <laughs> funny because I actually was just thinking that same thing. <laughs> yeah, but other than that, it's yeah, it's fantastic. It looks yeah. great. I love everything about it. And you almost can see some I'm assuming it's supposed to be blood, but again, they probably couldn't put it on the cover right. because of, you know, the code or whatever, but it almost looks like there's some blood coming out of the corner of Dracula's mouth. Mhm. Mm yeah, it looks like they made it black just so yeah, probably to try to avoid the code. Didn't scare mommy and daddy. Yeah, it's yeah. but man, Dracula looks incredible. There's so much detail on yeah. his face, his hair, his his jacket. Like, it, oh, it looks really, really good. His eyes are kind of rolled back in his head. His yeah. fangs are out. 
Um, I guess I was ignoring that little wispy thing, but <laughs> now, now that you've brought it up, that's all I can see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And again, but everything's great. Like it's, it's like you said, it's not, it's not a super involved cover. It's a little simple. I don't want to say minimalist, but it's, there's not a lot going on. Like there's rocks yeah. and stuff around Dracula, which look cool. And the background's just like a, like an evening kind of, you know, the sun's just has just set mm-hmm. or just setting. And the hunter looks like he might be on some, some uh, popping some pills. His eyes are like, <laughs> whoa, man. <laughs> I guess the, the shock, but he looks like he might be a little buzzed. <laughs> he does look, it does look a little crazed. Um, yeah. I, I think I like it because it's something that we don't really get a lot of in contemporary comics, which is they're, they're just, they're actually telling, you know, there's a, this is a scene. They're telling a little mm-hmm. bit of story on the cover. And yeah. I kind of miss that. Yeah, it's great stuff. It's it's yeah. fantastic. So yeah, yeah, it's it, two thumbs up here from this this cover. Even though it's yes. just, it looks like there's <laughs> music coming out of his chest, but other than that, it's fantastic. Other than that, uh, <laughs> oh, so yeah, this is a uh, fear is the name of the game, and I love these titles of these stories. Marv, yeah. I feel like ninety nine out of a hundred times hits the ball out of the park with these, and mm-hmm. it's uh, I'm a huge uh, Marv Wolfman fan. Um, so yeah, script uh, Marv Wolfman pencils and. Uh, our buddy uh, Gene Nadine Colon inks. We have uh, Tom Palmer, and he also did the colors in this as well. And letters John Costanza, and then uh, Roy the Boy Thomas as editor here. So, what about this first splash page? This looks incredible, oh, Gene. Oh man, yeah. let's Gene gush is, over oh. this. <laughs> yeah. Of course, we get Big Ben because we can't <laughs> get an issue without Big Ben. <laughs> um, oh man, it, I don't even know where to begin. It's like. Big Ben with Dracula sort of as ghostly hovering over the whole picture. Um, the colors, Palmer did amazing with the colors too, because the sky is the gradient from like light. I don't even know what that is. It's sort of brown, purple. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and but it goes from light to dark, and then the sky is just filled with silhouettes of bats. Oh, and it looks incredible. Yeah, it is just ridiculously good. It's just <laughs> it's another it, one I would hang on my wall for sure. Yeah. And you know what? In this day and age, if you have like a really high quality uh, printer, you could literally mm-hmm. like print of this out and print it on some like, you know, heavier stock paper and you could even just frame it and that would look incredible. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, the synopsis on the Grand Comics database just says Dracula recalls the circumstances that led him to being discovered by Drake and Graves. And well, that's <laughs> that does happen in here, and we will get to that. That's at the very end. Yeah. But it's, it's basically, you know, fear is the name of the game. I like to call this story time with Dracula. That's <laughs> I like that. <laughs> <laughs> Almost like, you know, he's a, he, yeah, he came on to uh, the set of. Uh, the electric company or Sesame street. And he's like, gather around kids. Let me tell you some stories. Here. <laughs> That's but, pretty much it. Yeah. Yeah. Except now he's just telling the story to us and a bunch of rats. So I think not to be outdone, but this very first panel on that second page, that might be as good as, or better than that splash. What do you speak on that? Oh my God. Yeah, I agree. Uh, this says, Hey, we are reading a horror comic because you've got, the like a tunnel or a hallway through what looks like probably a castle or maybe underground with a burning torch on the wall 
uh, a sconce on the wall and man those rats i mean you got all your horror elements you got the rats you got spider webs um again the color is great i think tom palmer is actually really great as the colorist mm-hmm. um i love it you the first uh panel um lettering panel is drawn like a scroll so they, they even do like they took like a little extra to mm-hmm. make that look cool yeah it looks super gothic and horror-y <laughs> yeah real real earthy tone earthy tones there like the steps the ones that are like immediately right at the bottom of the panel like in the foreground they mm-hmm. almost look like they're just like the like not even like stone, like or they've been covered over in moss yeah. or something, and these rats yeah. are creeping around, and the rats have detail to them, like their eyes, their mm-hmm. ears, their nose, their tail. Oh, they're creepy looking. And then as you go down through, it's a, uh, you know, it looks all like, you know, not like stone overhand over your over the head, you know, on the ceiling. It's just like like earth almost. It looks really good. Right. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like it could be a castle, but it also looks like it could be a tunnel going underground. Yeah, uh, it's real mysterious. It gives me kind of Phantom of the Opera vibes. The, Ooh, uh, yeah, good call. Yeah, so yeah, it's really cool. Yeah, that first landing looks like somebody took a piss on the floor there, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you, and you can't go wrong with Marv Wolfman. I mean, that scroll you were talking about. There is no mm-hmm. place for lies here in my personal ledger. And though the very precepts of truth telling sickens me, still it must be written as the facts themselves. <laughs> were presented that is good stuff man that's awesome yeah dracula we get this story in dracula's own words as he says and uh he's a good writer dracula he's Mm -hmm. (laughs) if you ever wanted to give up vampiring and like write a bestseller i'm thinking he'd have a pretty good shot at it yeah i'd I'd buy his book (laughs) (laughs) even if i was supporting you know the lord of the undead it's i'd have to do it (laughs) but yeah he's uh he's at a roll top desk and uh he's in this uh, fancy chair and he's uh going to town and he's writing with a uh a quill it looks like here and he says uh for though i have been reborn like the phoenix many times still there is the residue of my human beginnings and perhaps that is good for always I must keep perspective on both my strengths and my weaknesses. I am Dracula, and be me born of human flesh or vampire blood, I am still Dracula, and that is all I ever asked to be. And, oh, man, it, it's really good stuff. But you can, It's funny because, you know, it's almost like we're seeing him writing this down, but those mm-hmm. aren't speech bubbles. They're almost like caption boxes as if we're reading it in the yeah. book, right? Yeah, it's well done the way they did that. Um because yeah it is it's got the little i don't know what you call that thing the pointy thing mm-hmm. <laughs> that would normally come out of the a speech balloon but if they're square like the uh just like, like a caption box text yeah, yeah. Caption box. um so i think they they figured out a way to do that pretty well and it looks like i don't yeah so that's the only page that he does that on and i'm guessing because he can use those to point at the desk where he's doing the actual writing. So I think that's mm-hmm. pretty cool. Yeah. So then he dives into, you know, his chapter one here. This, this story or this book, I should say, it's almost like an anthology horror film where there's little vignettes, you know, mm-hmm. and, and this is what's going to happen. He's just going to tell like stories. And the first one he talks about is what just happened recently. He makes, you know, mention of getting away from uh, blade and Harker and all the vampire hunters and away from Josiah Don. And, you know, basically, killing him and then uh, as he's flying away 
you know, he he gets uh, in the sights of a hunter, and that's, you know, going off of the cover here, right? Yep, yeah, we get our cover story, um, and my first, like, what? <laughs> Reaction, <laughs> because, <laughs> because uh, um, well, we we also get some more great writing in, in the words of Dracula um, through Marv Wolfman. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the, the this hunter, or I don't know if he's a, let's see. Yeah, unsuspecting hunter. Mm-hmm. Um, he does, he takes a shot at a bat and he hits him and he downs him. And that, the shot of the bat crashing, I love the way Gene draws the sort of pseudo bat almost turning back into dracula head mm-hmm. face it's it's so monstrous i mean that's yeah. that's it's more than a bat you know so um but yeah so then this hunter comes and, and he picks it up and this is my first like what are you doing man because <laughs> the shot of him carrying this bat it's it's like the size of a bear or something or like a very large dog he's got it slung over his shoulder like this is mm-hmm. not a regular bat what are you doing man <laughs> uh, yeah uh, I, but I, I love how dracula basically saw this guy on the ground with the gun getting ready to shoot at him and he mm-hmm. was just like this is all a plan on his part he's like ah i see this what does he call him a a half uh, half-witted human trying yeah. to shoot me <laughs> so he's like i'm gonna let this dummy shoot me and act like he's you know shot me killed me and then right. you know as he's trying to uh, take off and be like, ha ha ha! I shot this giant bat. I'm gonna turn the tables on him and like, you know, go bananas. And mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that's ba- that's basically what he does, right? Oh yeah, yep. He takes him out and la- and laughs and mocks him before he does it. Mm-hmm. Um, calls him a weak, cowardly fool. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you raise a weapon to me? Yeah, he was just it was just kind of fun in games. He was like, yeah, this guy thinks he can shoot me. No, I'm going to pretend, and uh, when you sling me over your shoulder, I'm going to turn back into myself. And he just takes this guy out, as he usually does with, like, one swipe, just knocks that guy over. Yeah, it's funny. He, like, knocks the crap out of this guy and just keeps crap-talking him while he's doing it. And oh, yeah. The guy, the, guy, <laughs> the guy has enough wherewithal to be like, oh, well, this guy, I don't know what's going on here, but I have a gun. So he tries right. to, you know, shoot him, and, of course, Dracula just laughs it off and what does he say mm-hmm. to him here on the other page? He goes, ha, 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 I'm already dead, mortal. How do you expect to kill me again? Certainly not with this puny weapon of yours. And he grabs a <laughs> rifle, like, you know, basically breaks it with just one hand by squeezing yep. it. It's great. Smashes he, it. Yeah, and then he grabs a guy by the shirt and says, you know, I could take you out right now, but I'm going to do something even worse to you. So yeah. he lets the guy go, and the guy starts, like, you know, trucking away, and all of a sudden there's, like, I don't know, maybe at least a half a dozen rats start chasing this guy. Yeah. Yeah. So Dracula's just kind of having fun here. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Not just once, but we're, as we're going to see, like three times. Yeah. So he lets the guy go. He's running. Sends his army. Well, I don't know if it's an army, but yeah, <laughs> a bunch of rats. <laughs> and so the, he keeps going through the woods. He's running. He's running. He thinks he gets away. Says, and it looks like I, let's see. Um, I know every inch of this forest. If I can't escape them, no one can. And it looks like I have. Ain't none round. So it looks like he got away from the rats. So mm-hmm. good good for him. But <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he uh 
he hears another noise and it's at least four wolves that yeah. are literally like creeping around him. So yeah, Dracula, again, we haven't seen him do that. Well, maybe we saw, I think we did see some rats chase after people probably at his command, but not wolves yet. So this is really yeah. cool. Yeah. He's bring, uh Marv's bringing in all the vampire tropes. It's pretty awesome. And you get this shot over the wolves is the bat flying. So there's Dracula <laughs> kind of like, He's going to watch this go down. This is fun for him. Yeah, he says, while the fool fled my rats, he had never suspected I could also control the wild wolves. And then <laughs> we get, you know, we switch scenes back to the uh, underground, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> roll top yeah. desk where he's riding away. And he says, thus, Hunter became hunted and died as horribly as he has lived. <laughs> and, and irony, perhaps, just one in a series of many others in my life. And that's a cool right. panel of him sitting there just writing. <laughs> yeah, the, the lighting on his eyes. Like, he's mostly in shadow, but there's some lighting on his eyes. I can just picture him madly scribbling his diary here or whatever, you know, his memoir. <laughs> yeah, or, or his ledger, as he calls his it. His ledger, is... yes. <laughs> I, uh, I do wonder, like, he says he died as horribly as he had lived. <laughs> this, yeah. this poor guy, what What was his Was his life that miserable? <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I think maybe he's... Uh, I just don't think Dracula likes hunters. I think he's got a beef with hunters. So that's, ah, yes, we do see that a lot. Yeah, he has no no love for them. So if he sees yeah. you hunting something, he's you're already on his crap list. <laughs> <laughs> but how about this next uh, story he uh, tells here uh, about his uh, wife, and I believe it was his first wife, Maria, here. And it, there is an editor's note by Roy. Uh, that points us to the full story in Dracula Lives number two. And uh, you and I are going to talk about Dracula Lives and even hopefully the Tomb of Dracula magazines as well, because I know you have those in a trade. So we're, we're going to talk about those eventually. But just a little peek behind the curtain here, right, with yeah. this uh, this uh, crazy – Dracula basically gives his origin here in li like literally two panels, right? Yeah, yeah, real succinct. Um, I uh, Yeah, I'm not familiar with this because I haven't yet read those uh, magazines. Mm-hmm. But, um, I mean, everything you need to know is pretty much there in the, in the two panels. So Yeah, we see this guy, Lord Turak, and he says, Such is the irony of my birth, slain as I was on a Transylvanian battlefield by Lord Turak. I was turned over to a gypsy witch, one who turned out to be a vampire herself. Then Turak murdered Maria, my darling wife. And then <laughs> we see yeah. Dracula biting this Lord <laughs> Turak, and it says, <laughs> he says, that or you say he writes yeah. that damned Turk never knew that if it were not for his prowess, I would not have been reborn and that he would have <laughs> ever died. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, just a, bitterest yeah. of ironies. Yeah, I yeah. love that panel, too. And just in blood red as Dracula's killing this Ooh, guy. Yeah, that's great. That's yeah. that's really, really a good <laughs> panel there. I'll have to check out that magazine to see if they, they lifted that panel from that or that's just, hmm. you know. Gene's right. interpretation, because I know sometimes they do that, or he'll just do his interpretation of it, but it might be uh, somewhere pretty close to that. But we jump right into uh, our next little vignette here, and it's a car speeding down a uh, a rocky roadway here. And, uh, mm -hmm. you know, he talks about, you know, being married and how he was in love with Maria. And this is all, uh, I, I think this is all, yeah, this is definitely all even, you know, post-vampire. So even... Once he was yeah. bitten and became a vampire, he was still into this chick, not for food, not for anything else. He didn't bite her. I don't think mm -hmm. she became a vampire that I'm aware of, like if I remember correctly. So, yeah, he does talk about that and just even uh, 
you know, marriage in general there. So you get a little, you know, marital advice from Dracula. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. It's um, definitely the most introspective uh, issue so far. And because, yeah, he's giving his, well, I'll just read this because he says he's, he's looking down on these, this couple in this car and he says, there were bonds between husband and wife then. Bonds which meant more than the papers one signed at wedding. And it seems that this modern era suffers much for marriage has not the sanctity it had in my day. So <laughs> he he really took his marriage seriously. And he doesn't, yeah. as we'll see, he's really, really frowns on <laughs> what is about Oof. to take place. And he's bringing yeah. some personal feelings into this. It's kind of interesting. Yeah, it's really good. This is definitely his uh, Dracula's like get off my lawn moment. Yeah, I like it, man. <laughs> I'm down with this. I like it. I can relate. And uh, yeah, inside the car we have Richard and Kitty, and uh, I guess they've been having some, you know, uh, issues with their marriage. And uh, you know, Kitty's like, I, I, I talked to a lawyer. I'm getting some divorce papers drawn up. You know, like I'm out of here, dude. And he's like, Hey, we fought before. We'll get over this. And she's like, Dude. I don't even like you anymore. Like, I got to get out of here. And he pulls a gun on her and then pulls over at a cliff. Yeah. You know, (laughs) yeah. He's just like, you know, basically we find out she's loaded. She's got a ton of money. So he doesn't want to, you know, he doesn't want to get divorced because he'll walk away with nothing. And uh, he's, uh, you know, this greedy, you know, creep of a guy. Yeah. So, you know, she tries, you know, once she realizes he's serious with the gun, because at first she's like, oh, put that gun away, Richard. And then he's like, listen. Uh, I want the money. I don't give a crap about you. Then she's like, yeah. oh, oh, this guy's yeah. really serious. Yeah. And he blasts her and yeah. she goes flying off the cliff. And I love that panel of her flying off the cliff. There's oh Dracula God. flying yep. right by. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> yeah, Dracula, the bat right underneath. It's a great panel. Yeah, this is harsh. Yeah, yeah. he just blows her away and then over the cliff. It's un- unexpected, really. I was like, what the... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, this is nasty. And then the dude jumps in a car. It looks almost like a, okay, I don't know, what kind of car? Almost like a Porsche. And yeah. he goes blasting out of there. And Dracula, uh, he hears her rustling around that she's, you know, like not quite dead yet. So he, yeah. he flies down and says, woman, speak to me. Do you wish revenge? Sweet revenge. Answer. <laughs> and she goes, yeah, yes. So he bites her. And he's like, then, my dear, you shall have it. Ha, ha, ha. I love yeah. how he laughs. He's He's the best. I love that he laughs. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Everything's funny to him. Killing, biting, (laughs) outwitting people. Everything's just a trip to him. He's always laughing. And then, you know, we switch to uh, back to the house where I guess Richard and Kitty lived. And he's like climbing on top of some chick. He's like about to score. Yeah. Yeah. Like no time lost. He's (laughs) and he's and he's talking about it. And she's like, don't talk, Rich. Please yeah, she'll talk. <laughs> yeah, she's like, she's like, shut up, dude. Now I did for I didn't Just mention, but yeah, Kitty did mention that she knew he was running around on her. So, you know, this right, I guess yeah. shouldn't really be a surprise, but literally he like, you know, offs his wife and it looks like he drove right home. And here we go. Yep. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah it's yeah, wild. So there's, a, there's a knock <laughs> on the door, and uh he says, what? Who in blazes is that at this time? And she asks him not to answer. Says, mm-hmm. all of a sudden, I'm scared. But, of course, he does. Mm-hmm. Uh, pulls back. He's got two, three, two locks on the door. Pulls the locks. Turns the knob. Opens the door. Oh, my God. Guess who it is? 
Kitty, it can't be. No. And no. She she puts the bite right on in there, which is great. Oh yeah. This is uh this is some classic like ec stuff she says mm-hmm. she's she looks really she looks great as a vampire first yeah. of all and she says it's me richard aren't you going to welcome your wife home that's so ec <laughs> comics i love it <laughs> yeah and then that and then he, panel yeah. where she's biting them that's that's a creepy panel too isn't it oh my god yeah her mouth looks way too big <laughs> yeah. um, her, her face just looks distorted he's horrified he knows what's going on mm-hmm. and he's like yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah her, fa- her face reminds me of some of the like 70s and early 80s like werewolf transformation scenes when the the, the face would yeah. kind of like, stand in there <laughs> yeah yeah like she almost has a muzzle or something going on yeah it's it great. looks great yeah and, this is awesome <laughs> and, and dracula's thought is yes ironies within ironies deceptions within deceptions and what better form of deception than one which benefits me? <laughs> yeah. Of course. And now, and now we come to my favorite of the vignettes here. He says, but enough of that, for I have been victim to deceit too. Deceit which still gnaws away at me. Each time I even think of that old man and that pool, that pool of blood. And this is wild. So we see <laughs> Dracula. Yeah, this is wild. I love this, though. He shows up at this old dude's house, and he says, you summoned me, old man. For what purpose? And this old dude is just like, yeah, I'm an old man. And he's like, older than anybody might uh, suspect. Even uh, I've r- witnessed many births and deaths during my life, Dracula. Even yours. And Dracula, what? Are you mad, man? And he goes, I think sometimes I am for at least... I was that a fateful day. And he says, and there is enough madness in what I say. The madness is not mine. Gaze at this locket, Dracula, forged perhaps in the fires of hell itself. Look closely and you will know all. And it looks like, I don't know what you'd call it. It looks more like a a coin to me than a locket, but it's it's got some writing on it, like a couple of daggers or something. I don't know. It almost looks like a little Mm -hmm. more Roman. And then in the next panel, I I think that might be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we get yeah, the guy. He's got the, the the way he's drawn. He kind of looks like maybe out of ancient Rome. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this is uh, a, this was my first. I I think I told you before we started recording that I was confused mm-hmm. a, a bit in both of these issues. Uh, this was my first confusion because I was trying to figure out who this guy was, and I was like, is this somebody we know or have seen before? And I couldn't remember. Or has he shown up in other comics? Or like, I was trying to figure out, but I guess not. He's just this is just a story that Dracula's telling us. I don't think this guy's appeared anywhere before that I, I know of. Yeah, I don't think so either. I think he's just this rando that showed up in this okay. comic for this story. But he's got an interesting story to tell here. He tells Dracula. It's a wild that. story. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He goes. You will understand how many centuries before a young man lost from his troops in ancient Britain found a pool. You will know it was no ordinary water-filled hole. No, it was a pool of blood. And then it says, the blood of all those who had ever died in the history of this world. And I'm saying, holy crap, man, that's that's a lot of blood. <laughs> that is a lot of blood. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm not sure if it goes to the core, the Earth's core, and that's what's really there. Uh, I don't uh, know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's that's Marv was really like coming up with some crazy stuff here. And I love how on the next page, pool Dracula- of blood. But yeah, I dig yeah. it. Dracula sitting in the chair there. That's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> An interesting yeah. yarn. Yarn. Yeah. Why tell me? 
<laughs> Letting right. his legs crossed. He's got his legs crossed. Yeah. <laughs> He's got his hand on his chin. He's just like, hmm, yes. Okay. Tell me. Tell me more. <laughs> yeah. The old guy says the young man's name was Orphalus. He lived 1,700 years ago, Dracula, and that young man was me. You see, I had found the secret of immortality locked in that cave's hidden pool. And Dracula has his hand to his chin and says, I am already mortal, immortal, yet your story interests me. You may continue. And then he says, but be wary. I may lose that interest at any time, any moment. (laughs) It's like, okay, uh, tell me your story. (laughs) But literally, you might say one thing, and I'm just going to, like, turn into a bat and fly off because I don't give a crap. What? Right. Jeez. Yeah, yeah. I got better things to do than listen to your story, old man. <laughs> yeah, there's there there are some you know little honeys running around that oh, are are walking home that I'm gonna need a bite. <laughs> okay, <laughs> and he goes, I have a bargain yeah. to make, Dracula. <laughs> he says, take me back to that pool, for its effects have already begun to reverse themselves. You see, for me there is immortality, but for you you have an endless supply of blood, and if you and you'd never need to hunt for it again. So that's pretty interesting. Uh, uh, you know, a yeah. deal here he's trying to make, right? Right, yeah. You don't have to worry ever again. You can just go to this pool every time you're thirsty. You need that blood to live. Seems like a good idea. Sounds good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Dracula's like, all right, dude, I'll take you to this place. And I'm thinking to myself, well, how's he going to get him there? Well, he's just going to pick the old dude up as a bat and fly him there. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? What? Yeah, I was like, holy crap. Yeah. I was thinking they're going to be in a car or something. Nope. He's got the right. old dude. Uh, the, old, the old guy still has his cane, too, as he's flying around with him. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, so he's in giant bat form. I guess Dracula can be any size of bat, because we have seen him in various bat mode, um, just mm-hmm. like with the hunt, where he was extremely large for a bat, and he's kind of doing the same thing here. Yeah, even that episode we had where we talked about an issue when there was that crazy zombie movie projector and he was flying around holding that. <laughs> right, yeah. So I guess that's one of his powers. <laughs> mm-hmm. So then uh, the caption box says, Fool that I was, I never suspected anything was wrong. I led the old man to his pool, and it was as he said. And Dracula just reaches down with his hand and picks up some blood and drinks it. And he goes, yes, yeah. his blood, warm, sweet. And the old guy says... As the old guy's climbing in this pool of blood, by the way. Yeah. It's creepy. He goes, and life-preserving Dracula, remember that? It would keep both of us alive forever. And all of a sudden, Dracula gets this weird look on his face and goes, would? Mm -hmm. Something is wrong. I sense it. You lied to me, human. And then the old guy has a little trick up his sleeve here, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah. He says, only partially. What I told you was true. This pool of blood can preserve life. But what I did not reveal was that I no longer wished for life. Nay, after 1,700 years of life, all I want is death. And while he's doing that, he's taking that, well, what he called a locket or whatever, but it looks mm-hmm. like a, just looks like a pendant. He's taking it out um, and putting it in the blood. I'm not really sure what's going on here or how this works, but something about the pendant touching the blood causes some major chaos here. Yeah, I'm thinking there's something maybe Dracula didn't know about, so he didn't recount it in this story he was telling us here. But yeah, I guess maybe as soon as that uh, coin or pendant or whatever the heck that thing is, yeah. that can't that can't be you know put into the pool of blood here. But the old guy knows that'll cause some major havoc here, and Dracula starts snapping out like, you know, you know, what are you doing, you fool? Don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> but the old guy just wants to die, so he puts it in there, and 
there's this crazy panel at the bottom of that page too, where there's like an explosion, but mm-hmm. all all we see is Dracula flying backwards from the explosion and like some debris and stuff. That's really good, right? Yeah, it's awesome. And uh, he, he looks like he's really in pain. And mm-hmm. he, what does he say? Because it's really good writing here. Oh, it's great. Uh, I was thrown in a, well, I'll just read the whole thing. The blood pool heaved and vomited, boiling scarlet death <laughs> compulsed upon itself and burst full-blown with savage fury. I was thrown in a thousand directions at once, and the agony I felt as the sizzling blood lanced through me would have been more than enough to kill 100,000 humans. So that's intense. <laughs> yeah, Jeez. that's no joke. It's like almost like you know a small nuke going off. Down. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Mm. So yeah, the guy got his wish, killed himself, and uh, almost took Dracula out, looks like. And I love how Dracula speaks, you know, again, because he's a man of like the, you know, what, 14th or 13th century or whatever. He says, and were it not that I am Dracula, surely, too, I would have perished. <laughs> I love right, it. Yeah. <laughs> I love That's that. Good. As he, he dips go, his quill. Yeah. His quill back in and... <laughs> he's putting it back in. And he's he's going to go for a little stroll here. And, but yeah. he does think uh, about another uh, adventure here. He do, Well, he does think about Blade and the Vampire Hunters and kind of says, you know, you know, they're a bunch of fools and chumps and everything else because uh, <laughs> they think they can, you know, slay me, but I'm alive again. Ha 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 ha. But he then uh, says to himself, you know, he talks about one last story here. And again, I love the blood pool one just because it's so bizarre and wild. And like, I love mm-hmm. kind of weird lore like that. But yeah, this is literally right second, right behind that one, because this is, you know, the story that leads up to basically Tomb of Dracula, you know, uh, issue number one. Right. Yeah, it's cool because, um, and I haven't read, I think the last issue before this might have been the my the last one I have read ever in my life. So from there on, these are all mm-hmm. new to me. And um, yeah. I, I guess I was assuming with Tomb of Dracula 1 that when Clifton pulled the stake out of him that Dracula had probably been there dead for at least 100 years, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, or more, but yeah, it turns out that's not the case. We're going back to what is it, 1969? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So I mean, yeah, Dracula says he wasn't the first to try to kill me, meaning Blade. And truthfully, it is doubtful that he'd be the last. One such as myself has many enemies, and Blade, like the one before him, are doomed to failure before they begin. Yes, the one before him, the Scotsman. And he goes, "Ha! Yes, <laughs> he was doomed to die." And then. <laughs> We see, uh, you know, kind of akin to that uh, story where Dracula was like, I'm going to mingle with the common folk and went to see mm-hmm. a boxing match. Uh, <laughs> this this night in 1969, I guess it was July 20th, because uh, there's a bunch of uh, people at the bar watching uh, a little television of the moon landing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, yeah, he came to the bar to, like, hang out and get yeah. pie-eyed, I guess. <laughs> He's wearing a trench coat and his hat kind of pulled down over his eyes. Mm-hmm. And we know trench coats in comic books. That's it, man. You're you're you could be yeah. the the thing. Right. You can be you could be Rom Space Knight, and you're good if you have a trench coat on, man. Basically, <laughs> no, all you need. Yeah, trench coat and a hat, you're good. No, you could yeah. be like Godzilla, and I think Godzilla even did it too. It was, when they, <laughs> there was I'm pretty sure there was a comic in one in his series where they hit Godzilla with a shrinking ray. And he was like human size, and they threw a oh, trench you're coat right. yes. and, and fedora on him. Yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, oh, if, it, if it worked for Godzilla, Dracula could pull it off, I, I believe. 
<laughs> but yeah, he gets sick of these foolish people because you know they're worried about people on another planet, not even the ones on their own. So right. he gets he gets pissed and he barely gets out the door. Then he changes into a bat and flies off. It's great. <laughs> yeah, it's he's like, doing it right there. <laughs> yeah, the door didn't even shut yet. But oh man, this next page. What about that top half there? Oh, that is incredible. Man. Speak on that. Yeah, this is just another, this is just Gene showing off. This is another one mm. I would hang on my wall. This is a full-on, like, hammer horror movie. Um, you got the the castle, Castle Dracula, on a, uh, like, a bluff over the ocean. Mm-hmm. It's stormy. It looks like it's raining. It's night. It's purples and dark blues. And the bat, Dracula's the bat, is in the foreground coming through. It looks like maybe a little line of fog. God, it's, it's beautiful. Yeah, it's incredible. The only thing I'll question here is, you know, Marv, uh, they're in uh, the UK. So that's mm. Castle Dracula. Isn't Castle Dracula in Transylvania? Oh, uh, well, <laughs> I think. Wait, oh. Oh, no. Wait, wait, wait. No, no. He says he is in Transylvania. Oh, he does? Yeah, and, uh, and when he says it's the year 1969, I remember in Transylvania, I entered the town disguised. Okay, I was figuring so, since, you know, he was, because, oh, well, yeah, that makes sense. I just, the Scotsman threw me off here. He must have just, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> the, the <laughs> traveling, traveling Scotsman here. Yeah, the, the Scotsman went out of his way to, to for what we're about to see. He Ubered yeah. over to Transylvania. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> Because, yeah, you figure that's where uh, Clifton and all them do find him is uh, in a coffin right? in Transylvania in the castle that Frank inherits because he is a Vlad, you know, great, 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 whatever right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> relative there. But, yeah, fantastic here, uh, that panel. And then there's one of him, like, just zipping into mm-hmm. what almost looks like Castle Grayskull there. Just needs a, yeah. just a skull <laughs> mouth, and that would be good. But he flies into his castle. And this Scottish dude in a kilt, and he almost looks like a, what's that insane Batman character that dresses in these wild colors like this from like the Silver Age? Crazy Quilt. Oh, he yeah. Al- <laughs> he almost looks like Crazy Quilt. And I, no offense to anybody that's, you know, from Scotland here. It looks really good. The details are great and everything, but the colors are pretty wild. He, yeah, I think he's, um, I was thinking that too when I was reading. I was like, this guy could actually be like some Scottish superhero because this is, <laughs> his his outfit is above and beyond i think what normal <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. uh, people would wear but yeah look the colors are amazing uh, he looks great i think he looks cool yeah and this is great too and this guy should be a superhero like the scott will just call him because he's a yeah. ba he he's gonna, he totally we're gonna yeah we're gonna see here and uh, uh dracula flying in goes who <laughs> yeah <laughs> i love that and our buddy here says <clears throat> try and get my scottish voice on here I'd be I'd be advising ye hold to ye place, vampire, afore I run ye through. <laughs> I won some answers to a question now. Do you understand me now? <laughs> and I'm out yeah, barking barking orders at Dracula probably isn't the best idea in the world because he's always like right. he's kind of pissed off at it all the time. So it'd even crank him up another <laughs> notch. I don't know. But uh, the Scotsman says, uh, my son Dracula, he came chasing ye in China some months ago. What did you do with him? <laughs> and Dracula knows exactly who he's talking about. So I guess maybe did he dress like his dad? Because like otherwise, I... <laughs> right. although he does specifically reference China. So maybe there was just some trouble in China because Dracula does make mention. Um, 
I'm not sure where it was, but he does make mention at some point here when he starts talking about this story, how he does have his uh, legions growing in Asia. And he does oh, mention yeah. Yeah, China, about, Japan. It's just about two panels back. It's at the bottom of the cool castle. Yeah, he does mention Japan, China, and Indonesia, his legions. Yeah, so he's, he's yeah, he's basically raising an army all around the world to, you know, do his yeah. bidding. But wow, what about this crazy uh, transformation here by Gene? Uh, man, I love it. Ooh. I know we talk about this pretty much every episode, but I love when Gene does the transformation from Bat to, to Dracula or vice versa. Mm. It looks great. It's sort of the Bat as... Uh, almost translucent as he's changing into I, I always say human but we know Dracula's not really human but <laughs> human mm -hmm. form and um yeah it looks really cool and he looks pissed yeah but I'll tell you what this guy is thinking Dracula killed or vampirized his son so he's pretty pissed too and then Dracula mm -hmm. riles him up by saying that his son was a fool like you and I yeah. let him die as he deserved to as you deserve to and shall. And he says, then he'd not be a vampire, Dracula. And <laughs> Dracula, while they're fighting, by the way, they start like, <laughs> like literally wrestling here. He says, no, yeah. he died clutching a crucifix, so I could not approach him. But you have no such cursed cross, and therefore will soon serve me. And the guy says, never. And they get into this crazy huge fight here that goes back and forth a little bit. And this dude's holding his own here. So I don't know if Dracula just yeah. was a little, a little short on you know, maybe some blood. He didn't have some blood in a while and he was a little weaker or something here. But this this dude, he does literally go toe to toe with Dracula. Yeah, he's he's doing a really good job. I'm I'm sure he's got the the hatred in his heart for Dracula killing his son. And he's a big guy, you know. And mm -hmm. yeah, maybe Dracula hasn't fed in a while. <clears throat> um we don't know how long he's been down in there writing. <laughs> or no, he's recounting. <laughs> He's recounting this story. He's not, <laughs> not out there. his writing. Um, but, you know, yeah, we don't know what he's been up to before this. He does. Mm -hmm. um, uh, was it here? He is talking about how he's going to have to leave Transylvania again. So maybe he's just run out of people and hasn't. Yeah, maybe he's a little weak from not feeding. Whatever it is, this guy's kicking ass. <laughs> yeah, this guy's this guy's awesome, and he definitely does not skip leg day because he no. has like got calves, <laughs> like his calves are literally the, the the size of like you know, yeah, like my like I'm trying to think like his calves are bigger than like you know my quads. This yeah, guy, this dude's no joke, man. And he they again they start going back and forth, but during the fight, this really pisses Dracula off. He mentions that he's been uh, hanging out with Quincy Harker, and that's who mm -hmm. put him on Dracula's trail. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he goes, Harker, I'm sick of that name. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and they're, they're just like rolling. It's a Donnybrook. They're rolling up down the stairs. Um, this guy's got, got some weaponry. He's got some kind of, I guess it's a stake, but it's like spear-sized, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And mm -hmm. uh, he gets Dracula in a position, and Dracula, of course, because he can never ad admit his wrongs. <laughs> the, the way he puts it is, uh, so he says, I knew that victory was mine, for even the stars themselves screamed for his death, but he would not give in. Rather, as the fray continued, he seemed to grow wilder and wilder, until, by chance alone, 
He plunged <laughs> the stake through my heart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it couldn't be that this guy's just, you know, a good fighter. No, oh no, yeah. it was just it was just a luck of the draw. Oh, okay. No, yeah, he's not going <laughs> to give this guy any credit at all. <laughs> and I, I do love how then he also thinks or says in his little uh, ledger, and for a very long moment, the shock froze us both in our places. And I think, yeah, because, mm. of course, he's, like, going to start being in his death throes. And this yeah. guy probably, you know, didn't wasn't super confident he was going to be able to stop him. So they both kind of were like, whoa, no way. And yeah, in that moment, that's, that's a good in, moment. And in that moment of indecision, Dracula still has, you know, uh, enough wherewithal to pick this dude up yeah. and chuck him down that, what does he call it? Pit of death. Pit where of I think death. he, yeah, like when he's at his castle and he's doing his thing, if he like abducted somebody or they come in after him and he gets mm-hmm. the better of them, he, you know, chucks them down in this well type thing that yeah. it's like, I'm going to chuck them down there for later and then snack on them, right? Yep. Yep. And, uh, yeah, we saw that where, oh yeah, let's see. Uh, oh, back all the way back in issue one, I guess. Yep. It was, I don't think <clears> we've <throat> seen it since then because they really didn't have a lot of action at Castle Dracula. Right. It's been, yeah. been, you know, everywhere else over there. And then a lot in England too. <laughs> so I'll yeah. have to go back and look and see in issue one, if there were any, uh, like bags of bones laying around there, if any of them had like this, uh, Right. (laughs) That would be cool if it did. Oh, man, I hope so. I'm going to go check that out, too, when we're done. (laughs) I mean, I yeah, I mean, Marv didn't write those stories, but uh, Gene was drawing them. So you never know. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) And maybe Marv was looking at the early issues. and was like, I wonder what this guy's story was. (laughs) Yeah. And then how about that last panel on uh, it's uh, page 63 in the trade here of Dracula there where he's like starting to get like emaciated. Uh, Yeah, it's ghastly. It's really ghastly looking. That's real creepy. Yeah. And they basically, it. yeah, he basically says, I'm not going to die out here in the hallway. I'm going to go crawl in my coffin and die because, you know, right. I, I I still have some dignity. Right. <laughs> <laughs> there, let's see. Uh, no, it must be in my coffin resting in the sacred soil of Transylvania. Only there may I die in peace and wait for the day that Dracula may live again. Yeah, and he crawls in there and starts to turn into bones. But then we yeah. switch back to present day and he goes, yes. Until the day when that cloddish fool, <laughs> Clifton Graves, tore the stake from my heart. Again, he, he still can't stop beating on him. Wow. Yeah, it's Gosh. <laughs> Yeah, and then he says to himself in that final panel there, which I really like, too, as he's in this graveyard, he goes, yeah. But this I vow, all gods that hear me this night, be you Satan or some heavenly force, though I walk in the shadows of hell itself. Though I may die again and again, nothing shall keep me from rising from my tomb. Nothing, nothing, nothing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's the uh, best. Man. It's awesome. Yeah. He's so dramatic. <laughs> yeah. And I love yeah, I do. that. Panel's Go ahead. Too. Yeah. And I love oh, the, the fact panel's that... great with the. Uh... Yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah. And he just like he just doesn't give a crap. He thinks he's the ultimate in the universe. He's just like, yeah, yeah I'm it, man. he he doesn't necessarily want to die but he thinks if he does die then it's fine he's just gonna come back and i guess so far he's been right so i would have loved yeah a little editor's note by roy thomas just at the bottom very small and just be like and how does our count know this because he talked to marv and he knows he's gonna resurrect (laughs) just something crazy like that man that that would have been great oh that would have been great (laughs) That'd be some classic 70s Marvel awesomeness. (laughs) Mm -hmm. 
So, yep. All right. Well, yeah, that that packs it in for uh, issue 15 here. So why don't we move on to issue 16 here? Now, this one, again, this one is uh, there's a total break here. We don't get anything from the previous issue. Nothing about the ledger or diary or journal or whatever. Nothing at all. This one starts off totally clean by itself. And uh, it's a uh, cover date of January 1974. And again, we've got uh, Gil Kane pencils. And this time it's pretty confirmed that it's Tom Palmer ink. So what about this cover? Okay. I love it. I love mm. this cover. <laughs> um, everything about it is appeals to me. It's you're in a graveyard. You got your classic Dracula holding a possibly dead, maybe just passed out. Uh, beautiful, of course, woman. Mm-hmm. And he's looking back over his shoulder. Oh, you got lightning, of course, striking mm. a dark yeah. cloudy sky. Everything. If it was just that, I would love it. But you have one of my favorite things ever. You've got a living skeleton <laughs> mm. standing there with his arm, his bony arm outstretched. Um, and Dracula's looking over. That's what he's looking at when he's looking over his shoulder. He's got his mouth, fangs bared. And you're just like, what? And it just says back from the grave. And how can you not open this comic and find out what's going on with this cover? Oh, my God. Yeah, <laughs> it is incredible. All everything's like pitch perfect. The you know yeah. in the in the night sky, like between Dracula and this insane skeleton, there's this like cross hatching and stuff. Like, mm-hmm. oh man! And then you have the the Dracula, the two and Dracula logo, which again, it always looks fantastic. It's black yeah. with yellow letters and then red behind it. And then instead of a corner box, it's the the corner circle, and it's Dracula with his arms up into like yeah. a V shape. There, that looks really good. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. Mm. I love it. This is one of my favorite covers so far, for sure. Yeah, it's it's actually one of my favorites for the whole series. It's probably nice. <laughs> uh, probably a, a top five, but at least a top ten for the whole series. And the series went for seventy issues, so wow, that's saying yeah. that's saying something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, all right, yeah, we've got the you know, the 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 A team is here again. Marv Wolfman script, Gene Colan pencils, Tom Palmer inks, and he's the colorist as well again. And then Artie Simek as letterer, and Roy Thomas as editor here so yeah this one is uh, again it's a uh, real simple it's just dracula battles the spirit of a man who refuses to die <laughs> okay. and uh, there's an interesting reason that you know reason why this guy doesn't seem to want to die we'll, yeah. we'll get to that it's a little convoluted and it, <laughs> it, we, we don't get the reveal till like the very last page or two and uh, we we will have inspector chelm explaining it to us and we will explain it to you through uh, his dialogue because both of us were kind of like Wait, what? This is yeah. this is kind of it's kind of crazy, but right. the, the the story in in the meantime is really really good. So again, they took they did something a little different here. This first splash page, they, this is a, a bit different. It's it's like a, almost like a, a a frame here, like a picture frame, but it's like green, and then you're, it's like inside a a, a house. But I, I don't know how to really explain how they did this here. Like the the top of it, the top two thirds is just green background with these three other panels inset, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely different. Usually you get that really cool, moody uh, kind of uh, just setting the tone splash page from Gene. And this is where we're right into the story. Mm-hmm. And But yeah, the, and the colors are different than we're used to for sure. Yeah, it's I, a little more bright, right, than usual too. Yeah, yeah, not quite as moody. But, um, yeah, it just starts right out six hours ago. With, you get the three panels at the top, and then your 
sort of uh, larger picture at the bottom. It's cool, though. I like it. Yeah, I love but, yeah, it. Yeah, it's, it's way different. Yeah, there's a woman, a blonde-haired woman, and she says, who, who are you? How did you get in here? And, oh, God, no, your face, your face. And there's a hand reaches out for her and snaps her neck right here yeah. in that third panel. It's really creepy. And then, again, boom, right out of the gate, on this very first page, you see who the... I don't know if I should say villain is because there's like two villains, him and Dracula right. in this yeah. one, but the, the, the opposing force to Dracula, let's call him in this uh, comic. Good. And it says, yeah, he swore that he wouldn't die. Return from the grave. And I love how grave is all like, you know, in that crazy font there. Yeah. <laughs> Creepy letters. And yeah, it's our skeleton from the cover. Again, we, we get the trench coat and the hat. <laughs> <I guess. laughs> well, he has pants yeah. on at least. <laughs> With pants, yeah. If you're gonna end gloves, even he's he's full on. Yeah, but he's I guess dressed if you're up. Walk he's... around as a skeleton. Yeah. You got to cover up a little bit. So it's but chilly it looks, out there. <laughs> it is chilly, but it looks really cool. Um, and because yeah, he breaks her neck, and then that final picture is her just collapsed, just limp in his arms, and uh, you know skeletons don't have expression on their face, but the way Gene drew this he almost looks like surprised or like maybe he didn't expect that to happen yeah. um, i don't know it's really good it's a cool picture yeah i mean i feel like they're 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 pushing it a little here too with the uh, comics coach he's almost like having a wardrobe malfunction yeah it's <laughs> it's it's very very high on the thigh with the yeah <laughs> we're almost seeing some cheek there it's, it's like the back, wow yeah. holy crap <laughs> But uh, this guy, he uh, he doesn't give a crap about this woman or anybody else. There's something he's searching for in this house, and he does find yeah. it in a safe that's uh, behind, like, you know, one of those bookshelves where there's, like, a panel of it that looks like books, but it's fake. And right. he pushes it out of the way, and I love this panel Gene draws here where he rips the safe open like it's nothing. So, again, he's a pile of bones, but you can tell this there's something supernatural. He's got, like, super strength. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. Yeah, it lets you know there's something extra going on here. And mm -hmm. uh, again, just the, the skull, the way he draws the skull with the shadows and everything. Yeah. Really creepy. It's super creepy. And there's a shot from like inside the safe, too. It's really cool there to end that yeah. page. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the point of view. I, he's doing like some really cool stuff in this issue. Mm -hmm. That's a great That's a great panel. Yeah, and then uh, we get uh, our buddy here. Oh, gosh, what is this guy's name? James Jackson. This James Jackson, oh, solicitor. <laughs> yeah, Double J here comes running yep. in, and he goes, Helen, what in heaven's name did you do to her? And he comes running in the direction of our skeleton buddy here, and that guy just pimp slaps him down Yep, <laughs> like, he's, like he's a child. And then at some point it does say that he beats on him a little bit there before he leaves. It's like... Gives him a yeah. few extra shots there. It's like, geez. Yeah, he says he's like uh, blissfully unconscious or something before he delivers the final blow or something. Yeah, it says, uh, and perhaps one could call it divine fate or providence, but before the third blow came plummeting down on him, yeah. James Jackson was already unconscious. So, Jeez. He, yeah, he knocked a guy out and they pounded on him. I'm like, wow. Yeah, it's brutal. There's some, and there's a couple of really brutal things in this issue that I, I just, a little surprised <laughs> actually at how violent mm -hmm. uh, and we'll see it. We'll see those when we come to them, but yeah. <clears throat> and then on the next page, the fuzz is here and uh, we see Jackson here. He's got a black eye and he's looking pretty roughed up And the, yep. the one cop uh, says to Chelm, 
Her neck's been snapped, Inspector Chelm. The bloke what done it must have been bloody well strong. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. We got to remember where we are, you know. (laughs) Yeah, so then I'm assuming our buddy uh, Jackson here is not British because he says strong enough to batter me like about like a, oh, he says a blinking soccer ball. So I guess uh, I guess he is. but, (laughs) But it was his face. And Chelm, who always has his trusty pipe, says, you said it looked like a skull, a smiling skull. And he says, more than a skull, Inspector. He was a bloody walking L. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not complaining, you understand. But why he didn't kill me, then I don't know. But I'll tell you this, Inspector. If he had a mind to, not even all of your Scotland Yard could have stopped him. <laughs> so, <laughs> yep, pretty oh, awesome. Man. But, yeah. oh, wow. How about this Dracula interlude here? Jeez. Wow. Oh, man. So moody and good. This is great. The colors. Uh, this isn't Palmer doing the colors this time. Oh, it yes. is. Yep, yeah, it yeah. is. Yep. God, he's really good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Dracula just kind of standing in front of like a like a mausoleum mm-hmm. um, with a gargoyle hovering over him. And he looks kind of ghostly. And of course, he's laughing at nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yep. But yeah, it looks super cool. Mm-hmm. Highgate Cemetery is, you know, where he's at here. And there's a couple of, uh, you know, very hammer here to me, a couple of yeah. grave robbers. And yep. uh, they they have some interesting names, too. We'll get to them in a minute. Uh, but <laughs> uh, he they're, they're, you know, robbing graves. So like, hey, this one might have this is a rich bloke or something, they say. So he, he might be wearing his best Sunday jewels, which sounds a little weird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> bloke. Uh, he called him a bloke. And he goes, nope. What a racket, Shivy. The dead don't need bother and need nothing, so we takes it from them. Har. And then <laughs> on the next page, this dude is really jacked up looking. He probably does need to steal for a living because I don't know anybody's yeah. going to hire this guy. And he says, uh, Shivy, if he's got himself a ruby, can I keep it? And he goes, Shivy, Shivy, the body's moving. He goes, are you gone blinking crazy, mate? Let me look for myself. Yeah. <laughs> and inside the casket is Bad the idea. skeleton guy. Yeah. 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 He just, and he's got him both by the neck. He just leans up, grabs him by the neck. And, uh, oh man, it looks really cool. Yeah. He kills both of them that quick. Kills them immediately. Poor Shivy and uh, whoever the other guy is. What was his weird name? <laughs> oh, yeah. They had some. So, uh, I think Gordo. 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 Gordo and Shivy, Shivy Martin and Gordo Brown. Yep. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, rest in peace, Shivy and Gordo. Yep, they're they're toast. But Dracula is, you know, he was the one that heard these guys and was going to come down and, you know, put the bite on him. And he goes, what? Yep. That thing has robbed my dinner, the very blood I needed for life, for strength. Very well, damned creature. Enjoy your killing, but enjoy it with haste, for none may steal what is Dracula's without answering to his vengeance. And then, but wait, the thing disintegrates. And I love that surprise face Dracula has on. Yeah. Like, what the heck? Yep. <laughs> Even Dracula can be stunned once in a while. He's seen uh, over 500 years. He's seen a lot of crap, but I guess he's yeah. not seen something like this before. <laughs> so, yeah, it just disintegrates right there in front of him. And he's just like, it's this is crazy. He's like, I got to figure this out. And he also thinks, hey, this is going to bring uh, the fuzz. So mm-hmm. he needs to. Uh, you know, clean this up. Well, that's beneath him. So yeah. I love this part here on the next page where he, you know, mentally commands this guy. What about that? Yeah, it's cool. I like the first panel, the way his face just looks weird there. And he's got like, 
sort of the yellow light coming out of his eyes and his fangs are really highlighted and he's sending a message to Horatio Tombs, which is a <laughs> great, great name. name. <laughs> <laughs> Especially for a cemetery caretaker, Tombs. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, he's like, Horatio Tombs, custodian of this cemetery. Hear my words and obey them. Your will is mine to control, Horatio Tombs. Now rise, rise from your work and heed my commands. So yeah, this guy's <laughs> in his little uh, caretaker shack. And... Um, he hears Dracula's uh, mental command, gets mm-hmm. up, gets a shovel, just heads out into the cemetery to take care of business so Dracula doesn't have to. Yeah, and I love uh, one of the final things he says to him uh, is, rise, my slave. Rise now. You have work to do, mischief to conceal. I love the word <laughs> mischief. <laughs> yeah, great. Word. great. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, he makes this poor sap, like, yeah. bury these bodies and, you know, hide everything and, while I seek my prey elsewhere, and again, we great shot of uh, London here, and of course, Big Ben and a bat flying Big there. Ben. Got to get mm. Big Ben in every issue. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and this sets up our uh, the uh, conflict for the rest of the issue, because basically because this guy took Dracula's dinner away from him. So <laughs> mm-hmm. Dracula's, Dracula is not one to forget any slight that has been done him so this is going to be that's what sets up the everything that follows yeah here's an interesting little interlude well there's two of them on this next page where uh, we see this woman that's you know she's uh, not having the seeing the brighter side of life so she's mm-hmm. gonna jump off the bridge and kill herself and yeah. dracula says hold woman i wish to speak with you and there is much to speak about indeed ha 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 and he's you know, <laughs> going to just put the put the bite on her. He looks pretty nasty in that panel there where he laughs with the teeth out. Yeah, for sure. Mm, and we get good old Inspector Chelm here. And you got to love this. So he calls up Harker. He says, mm-hmm. Mr. Harker, Inspector Chelm of Scotland Yard here. Doctor, which I didn't realize she was a doctor. But anyway, Dr. Yeah. Rachel Van Helsing <laughs> gave me your number to call in an emergency. I believe, sir, that your old nemesis Dracula is on the loose, which he obviously is. And we know he got away from Josiah Dawn, and the vampire yep. hunters were there, so they know he's on the prowl running around. And this yeah. is Harker's answer. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting, Inspector. But it doesn't fit Dracula's pattern. I'm sorry, but I think there may be someone else you're dealing with. I'm like, what? He basically tells a cop to buzz off. <laughs> what is wrong with him? <laughs> yeah, I thought that was pretty funny, too. Yeah, I don't know. Hurt. Maybe he just wanted a night off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, I was oh, half expecting Chelm to be like, "Listen, pal, you know, like, what are you right. doing? Petting your dog? Yeah. Like, come on, <laughs> gosh." Yeah, and, and what pa- does Dracula have a pattern either? I mean, his pattern is just slaughtering people. So, pretty much any dead, you know, corpses lying around. I mean. Jeez. Assume it's Dracula. <laughs> yeah, just be like, hey, this sounds kind of fishy. Maybe maybe it's only 50-50 he's involved. But you're still not going to get your butt over there to strike the deck? <laughs> Man, Harker is like exactly. the laziest dude ever. Like, what a jerk. <laughs> yeah, because next issue he'll be like, I've been chasing Dracula for 40 years. Yeah, well, no right. wonder you can't catch him, dude. Half the time you're sitting on your rear end. <laughs> like, come on, man. <laughs> yeah, what a lazy turd, oh, but... Right away, yeah, then we great. we we switch to uh, downtown here because uh, Chelm uh, gets a report that something's happening downtown, and they you know the what do they call it? Coventry Street, and 
Uh, we yeah. see the the skeleton guy. He's you know messing some people up down there. He's got one dude that looks like he killed him or beat the crap out of me. Like mm -hmm. knocked him out. And then there's a woman there, uh, Teresa Bear. I'm assuming you would pronounce her name B E A R E. And yeah, I he's think so. kind of like motioning to her and you know uh, grabbing at her like locket that she has. And again, it, yeah. just, it seems very like you know not very important right here, but it it is important uh, at least according to. Yeah. Inspector Chelm, we'll, we'll get to that. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, there's there's a couple of dudes uh, hanging out that just watch this, and the one guy goes, "Come on, you blithers! We can't let this thing attack our <laughs> our women. Fight them with sticks or bricks or even your fists, but fight." And then one of the other clowns says, "Yeah, Henry's right. Get the bloody monster. He's only one <laughs> one to our many." <laughs> and then what does he do to poor Henry here? Oh, oh man. Oh my god. Yeah, this is the next brutal thing I was thinking of. He just reaches out, grabs this guy's head and crushes it in his yeah. hand. Just crushes his head. I mean, this is pushing the a Marvel comic. Yeah, this actually. is like full on like Jason Voorhees or Michael Myers crap. Yes. Yeah, totally is. <laughs> Jeez, it like even... way way before they came out. <laughs> yeah. But the thing's hand shoots out and bone and cartilage crumble under its grasp. And you oh, see it. Yeah. Or, there's just, you know, as much as they could show anyway. Yeah, it's almost like this guy's head splintering with like blood and crap flying everywhere. Yeah. It's gross. It's intense. Yeah, I was, wow. I was a little surprised at that. I was like, holy crap. <laughs> yeah. And it, people these days, uh, like, man, and kids read this stuff. And it's like, well, first yeah. of all, Kids were hard back then. It ain't like that. Yeah. Really, but they <laughs> they right. wouldn't have, they wouldn't have like had nightmares and cried to their mommy by reading this. They would have been like, "Whoa, is this cool? Let's get the next one." <laughs> yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Be like, "Cool." <laughs> yeah, they they'd go jump uh, their you know dirt bike and break an arm and they'd be right back <laughs> to it the next day. It ain't that's <laughs> different different times different times. <laughs> yep, yep. Uh, but yeah. uh, our boy Dracula, another good bat panel here, uh, yep. is flying <laughs> over this. And uh, he's going to – this is interesting. He's in bat form. And then, again, it's sort of a transformation scene here, but it's mostly in his, like, humanoid form. Mm -hmm. He comes yeah. flying down at the skeleton guy who looks up at him. And <laughs> I love uh, the uh, co comment by one of the rubes there. <laughs> yeah. Lord, no, not another one. No. <laughs> <laughs> so they're like, it's monsters on parade here at the yeah. Coventry Street. and. Uh, this is great. Again, this is one of the, the situations which made me really love this uh, issue and become one of my favorites. You know, again, Dracula, he's this guy that's just he can slap anybody down, hypnotize them, bite them. He's like a, like a, a, an army all by himself. Yeah, he he comes down on this skeleton guy like thinks he's going to like, you know, take him down easy. And the skeleton guy just grabs a hold of him with both hands and literally flings him like 20 yards <laughs> in through the glass into this pub. Like yeah. he like really yeah he takes him down. Yeah, it's amazing. Was it say uh, there are, there you are wrong because uh, he says but now you'll be made to suffer for none have that privilege. This is there you are wrong, Dracula. For even as your body smothers the fallen figure, it lifts you off the ground only to effortlessly heave you through the king's pub window. So it's not even a problem for this skeleton guy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and Just, I love. It. I love the next panel, too. He throws Dracula through that, but this dude's on a mission. He's just not doing this stuff for kicks. But he yeah. literally turns around, and it's like, the feats don't fail me now. He's already yeah. kicking it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dracula yeah. sitting in this, like, pub that he just got 
chucked into a glass stuck to him. Scum, yeah. how dare you manhandle Dracula, <laughs> prince of evil, lord of darkness. For that you will perish 1,000 times over and you will suffer 1 million horrid hells. That Dracula uh -oh. swears, damned one. That Dracula swears. So he's really <laughs> pissed now. <laughs> oh, he's super mad. I love it. I love it. Because nobody, yeah, we really haven't seen anything like this happen to him yet, I don't think. No. Taz has tossed him around a little bit, but not nothing like this. Yeah, he's he's really gotten the better of everybody. And again, except for, you know, Blade getting the shot in there with the one of his wooden knives while Dracula's trying right. to wrestle like five people. That's it. Otherwise, he's not really had much trouble defending himself yeah. or just beating people down. And <laughs> I love how then uh, there's a, a panel that's like a close up <laughs> on his face and it's just like creepy green color, right? Yeah, it looks that also reminds me of like an EC panel for some reason. Yeah. Like a Graham Eagles almost. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. And then here comes the cops. It's uh, Chelm and these two bobbies, I guess. And uh, uh, they yeah. said, you know, they're like, hey, there's, there's one of the guys involved in this, you know, fracas over there. And <laughs> Chelm, stand back, man. Oh. He says to one of the other <laughs> cops. And he goes, Dracula, hold. I wish to speak with you. And Dracula says, you know me. <laughs> and you also know that Dracula waits for no human. And then Chelm, then I have no choice. God help what happens next, but I must stop you. And I'm thinking, maybe God help what happens next. The guy's like a maniac. Yeah. Shoot him, you idiot. Right. Like, what kind yeah, of cop whole, is this guy? The whole, both those panels I actually laughed because just him saying, Dracula, hold. I wish to speak with you. <laughs> it's, uh, I wish to speak with you. It's so like... um. A slight digression. I recently watched the uh, Peter Jackson uh, Beatles Let It Be. Oh, okay, yeah. Mm -hmm. And towards the end, when they're doing their rooftop concert, and the and mm -hmm. the, the Bobbies show up, yeah. Um, they're so they're like, uh, pardon us, may we come in? There's a bit <laughs> of a bit of a row, and we, we'd like to sort this out. You know. It's, it's, <laughs> It's a bit loud. They're like so polite. So I was reading in Chelm here, like one of those. <laughs> real life. Dracula, hold. I, I wish to speak with you. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, that panel where he's shooting, that is exquisite, man. Gene, again. Oh, my gosh. It's great. Yeah. And the color, the, the color, the lighting. Um, yeah, the flash from the gun. The look on his face. Yeah, Gene, like he's he's super intense. Man, I'm making fun of the dialogue, but the way it looks is is awesome. And of course, the bullets have no effect. Dracula flies away as a bat, laughing always. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> of of course, right? And I did find it funny though, because I feel like Chelm has had a little bit of contact with Harker, so he doesn't know that bullets don't. Yeah, uh, that was a little weird. I thought, uh, I don't know about that, man. Well, and there's something coming up later that is also um, kind of made me wonder about that which we'll see we'll talk about yeah. that when we come okay so now uh next page wow here we go a full page full of a dr mm. sun interlude we don't get to see dr sun yet either Not but we, yet. Do, we, we do see his minions and what's going on here so yeah what about this one here what do you think of this page yeah it looks cool it's a nice break from where we've been we get some uh some like asian uh pagoda even though we're in ireland <laughs> <laughs> um but the building is uh is a pagoda 
Um, again, the colors, man, just these purples and blues and greens. Mm. And um, yeah, it says, uh, well, far from the mocking laughter on a secluded stretch of land, by the northern Irish coastline stands a pagoda, not at all of Gaelic design. And though the structure stands proud, nestled within the olive green countryside, like a small dab of fantasy come true, it is, however, painted with the delicate hand of horror with dripping letters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is. And again, to, to harken back to EC, that looks like EC, you know. It totally does, yeah. Lettering, lettering there. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, we've got Dr. Sun, who, again, we, we hear him, but he's off panel. We never see him. Yep. And then uh, Mr. Chen, who we met in, I don't know if he was in 14. It might have been 12 or 13. We might have met him when he was, uh, you know, procuring mm -hmm. uh, what he thought were, you know, vampires. Uh, yeah. dead ones or whatever but he goes uh, I have been assured that he is a vampire Dr. Sun and we see uh, you know again it's that biker from the crazy biker issue yeah. yep. you know, where Dracula bit him and uh, you know you see the fangs and everything sticking out and then uh, Dr. Sun says you have indeed completed your assignment professionally Mr. Chen and you have earned my gratitude so he basically says to this Chen guy like hey you know what favor can I do you now that you you yeah. know did what you said you were going to do for me and he's like I don't need anything, dude. And he says his father, though, is a prisoner uh, somewhere in China, and he's been there for over 20 years under some you know, stringent security. If you could uh, get him out of there, that'd be great. And literally in the next panel, you see this old Asian guy behind bars, and there's a couple of people kind of guarding him and maybe mm -hmm. others we can't really see. And just these other dudes with machine guns coming in and blowing them away. Yeah, just taking them out. So he got on that real fast. He says, you shall see him again before daybreak. Yeah, Dr. Sun doesn't screw around, man. He's no. he, He's got resources, <laughs> and uh, he, he knows what he wants to do. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. So we only get one page, but Marv is really uh, dropping in these little hints of, of you know, he's building something that mm -hmm. seems like it's going to be awesome. <laughs> yeah, so, and then we switch back to Dracula here, and, you know, he's no dummy either. He, sing, he thinks to himself, like, hey, I don't need to run around all of, you know, London looking for this, you know, bones guy the skeleton guy the first yeah. time i saw him he was actually in a grave right here at this highgate cemetery so he goes back to it and starts digging it up and wouldn't you know it there's the dude yeah <laughs> he hit it right off the bat um, yeah yeah he opens up the he pulls the coffin out opens it up and he says ah there it lies in all its grisly rancor <laughs> waiting for me to end its existence forever and i can't see the word rancor without thinking of uh return of the jedi oh yeah yeah <laughs> a big a big monster in that yeah <laughs> yeah well the thing grabs him right away by the shirt here and then dracula kind of like pins him down but again it turns into like you know dust yeah. almost like this thing's got some kind of weird like teleportation powers but um he dracula does say something interesting here he looks at the headstone and it says Paul Bear, not Paul Bearer, the wrestling guy. It's just Paul Bear. <laughs> and he says, ah, perhaps this explains all. Paul Bear, I met with him many years past when he asked me to join him on some sorcerous adventure. Hmm. He was a mystic, a Satanist, and I refused him, of course. But and then we switch to uh, our buddy here, Chelm, with his yeah. pipe and one of his uh his uh, cop buddies who's in a records room and it says, I believe he is the man we've been looking for Dooley. 
it fits the connections, even the reasoning. And this dually says, if I may, sir, it seems a bit uh, fantastic. <laughs> Chelm says, listen here, dually. Given that the first victim was not Miss Cantler, but her employer, attorney James Jackson. And I'm thinking to myself, he I guess he's saying victim as in not that she didn't get killed. But the the robbery, I'm I'm thinking he means because Jackson didn't get killed. Yeah, no, yeah, that's it's kind of strange wording. I think he, yeah, I think he's um, saying that the secretary or whatever she was was just accidentally um, killed. But the actual the person he was after was Jackson. That's how yeah. I read that. And he goes, who was employed by. Mrs. Teresa Bear, coincidentally, our second victim. And again, he means victim as in a robbery, because that's the woman that had her. Yeah, locket nothing or, happened to her. Yeah. What did he physically. steal from her? A locket or something? Yeah, locket. And then he says, whose husband, Paul, and we know, again, Paul Bear, that's the grave that Dracula was yeah. just in. Uh, he passed on recently and was buried at Highgate. Well, read this duly concerning the odd circumstances of his burial. It may be fantastic, as you say, but I believe I know who our skeletal friend may be. And he goes, come quickly, Dooley. We may have our mystery wrapped up in a matter of mere hours and bring the special gun for this case. We may need it. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I was alluding to. So he does have a special gun, which I believe we see later is what he uses um, Mm -hmm. on Dracula. So, yeah, I feel like he knew. So I don't know why I don't know why he was trying to kill Dracula with regular bullets. Earlier. Yeah, he, he's a Chelm reminds me of the type of guy that he definitely should just stay in the office. He he's, he's, <laughs> he he's not good out in the field. You know what I mean? I just just answer looking, the phones. <laughs> yeah, answer the phones, bark orders, and smoke your pipe because he's he sucks as a guy out. In the field. <laughs> uh. But yeah, so then we switch to. Bear House, once a palace of wonders in the early 18th century when Thaddeus Bear entertained dukes, princes, and even mighty kings. And there's a Dracula in bat form flying around, and he swoops in here, and, you know, he basically says how he had been here before, you know, back in the day, and partied here, I think. And I love that panel where he walks into a darkened room, and we can only Mm. see Dracula's, like, leg and foot and somebody sitting in a chair. What about that? Yeah, it's, it's good. Everything's in shadow. Um, it's almost like Gene just kind of s- sketched this out. It's um, I don't know how to describe it exactly. It looks great though. It's um, mm-hmm. very ominous. Yeah, because you're thinking, who the heck is in this chair here? You don't know. Yeah. Is, it, is it the Bones guy? It actually looks like a, a whole person, though, not mm-hmm. a, the Bones guy. And Dracula says, and now even the shadows seem stifled in the darkness, but someone waits there. And if I have reasoned correctly, it is Paul Bear, master of this decaying house. And we see him there, and he's not like a pile of bones. It's like a a cadaver sitting there. It looks really disgusting, right? Yeah, it's super gross, and I love it. Yeah. (laughs) and He's got one hollow eye socket. His mouth is sort of skeletal, but he's still got some hair. He's, like, hunched over and just gross looking. Yeah, and there's a, a note pinned to him, right? Yeah, it says, do not bury him again in somebody's handwriting. Okay, so now we do know that, you know, the, the person in that coffin this is the skeleton, but the skeleton isn't, you know, Paul Bear here. This guy is. So you're thinking to yourself, 
okay, well, what's the deal with this skeleton? So we, we're gonna we're gonna figure that out in a second here. And again, it's this is really really convoluted, and it turns out to be something really just like, oh, that's it. But again, well, yeah, yeah, yeah I was very, from about here on, I was really perplexed. <laughs> yeah, we're we're almost there. So uh, Dracula then picks up this cadaver and says, yes, though time and death have decayed his features there can be no doubt this man is bare and yet how he came here and for what reason i've still to learn but there shall be time for that after i've buried him once more and i'm thinking it said right on the note don't bury him yeah like what, <laughs> like, what is wrong with you but okay and then uh inspector chelm there's someone on the road i see him duly the fool he could get himself out killed out here blasted rains making it bloody hard to see anyway so we see the uh, the skeleton guy here He's standing yep. in the middle of the road, and they swerve to not hit him, but it looks like they hit him anyway. <laughs> yeah, looks like he's. They send him flying mm -hmm. um, into the. Yeah, sends him sprawling sideways into a rain-covered rut. <laughs> yeah, and then the idiot Chelm here thinks uh, that gun. I'm assuming it's the special gun is going to stop the skeleton guy. Yeah, because it says. Um, yeah, he starts firing, but the caption says, "But not even the silver bullets." forged after chelm's last incident with dracula could stop this new demon who mm -hmm. stalks ever closer to the scotland yard in inspector and then the the skeleton guy gives him a karate chop <laughs> yeah knocks the <laughs> knocks the pistol right out of his hand and i love chelm's face too he's like Ugh. yeah so, <laughs> that's awesome and then there is this face-to-face -face confrontation here between the skeleton guy and Dracula holding yeah. the cadaver. And Dracula says, what? Twice I destroy you, and twice you return from the grave? And I'm thinking, hey, you didn't really destroy him, dude. He just kind of, like, whisked away on his own. Right, yeah. <laughs> he's but he's again, really gotten the better of you. <laughs> Dracula cannot give credit to anyone else for anything. He will yeah. not admit defeat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, he throws the cadaver down, and it's, you know, round three here between the two of them. And, like, you know, you and I were talking uh, before we started recording – this is a really crazy, cool fight. And Dracula, he like rips one of the arms off. And yeah. Oh, yeah. He goes to town, but it, it really doesn't stop this guy, right? No, he just keeps coming. And you expect, like, well, first of all, you don't expect a, a skeleton to be that strong. But as yeah. we've already seen, he's got some kind of supernatural strength. But yeah, Dracula is just like tearing him piece by piece. And he's still coming on. I love how he calls him his bony foe. Yeah, <laughs> I love um, that too. That's and he great. even knocks his skull off, and yeah. the guy is still fighting him, and even takes Dracula down. We got this panel here on the bottom. Um, says, yeah. and as the rains pound, the relentless combatants, the thing in one all-powerful lunge topples Dracula into the mud-soaked earth below. And really, at this point, he's just like a torso with one arm i mean there's not much <laughs> left of him and he's still still beating dracula yeah and i love how dracula though he again he's even in the face of you know something really you know crazy here he just keeps fighting man and he goes from whatever yeah. hell spawn hole you're from fiend you'll not <laughs> battle dracula and live never 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 and starts just karate chopping the crap out of the skeleton yep. just <laughs> yeah i guess you know when there's nothing left but like you know ribs it's it really can't do anything to him and yeah you know, it's a... Uh, it's a Dracula. good fight, though. Yeah, and then Dracula says, Again it falls, and perhaps it shall rise once more. And he says, For there is a mystery here that baffles even me. Yet now is not the time to ponder such questions, for this corpse must be buried. And he picks up the cadaver again and says, 
and quickly before the authorities can trace him back to high and you hear don't bury him dracula you mustn't and dracula goes eh and he goes <laughs> and the next page he chelm you dare interfere with dracula <laughs> <laughs> and he says you must listen to me dracula and then if you don't believe me you can do anything you wish to me i'm just like what wait a minute that sounds kind of creepy chelm like yeah. <laughs> dracula's not a dominatrix or anything here pal uh, what you can do anything you wish to me what, what is wrong with him oh my god <laughs> what, a, what, a, what a weirdo and, and dracula responds with i can do that now inspector but speak yeah. quickly i will listen so here we go with this insane reason for the the the, the skeleton guy yep. and then then the, the the cadaver and not having the note on not wanting to be don't bury him again chelm says you probably know the dead man as paul bear he died almost four weeks past and that is when this madness all began Bear, besides being a wealthy man, was also superstitious. Before he died, he picked, oh boy, his perfect <laughs> astrological grave site, but it was already occupied by a man named Duncan Corley, who had died five years earlier. James Jackson, Bear's attorney, had Corley's body exhumed and moved to another cemetery, but through some mystic force known only to God or Satan, Corley came back to life as a skeleton, stole Bear from the grave that was actually his, yep. and then went for Jackson's papers. But when Jackson's secretary spotted him, Corley reacted, reacting more in fear than in anger, killed her. He then found Mrs. Bear, and in trying to explain his reasons, ripped her marble necklace from her. And he goes, you see, it was made from the marble of Corley's original tombstone. But of course, he was not understood. And Dracula just turns into uh, bat form here, grabbing uh, the skeleton. And he says, do you expect me to believe such drivel, Inspector? And Chelm says, two years ago, I refused to believe in vampires, Dracula. So now, wait a minute. He's known yeah. about vampires for two years, and he still thought a gun would stop him? What right, an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. What do you speak on this last panel here? Oh, man. Well, it looks really cool, actually. You got a yeah. sort of brooding bat Dracula carrying the what's left of poor Corley, including mm -hmm. his skull, <laughs> uh, <laughs> flying away. And again, it's like sort of um, both the huge, issues. Huge bat. Yeah, huge bat. The giant, giant-sized bat. Um, both these issues are a little introspective as far as the character of dracula mm -hmm. um which i like so the uh the dialogue is i still don't understand inspector chelm why did it all happen why i'm asking myself that too by the way <laughs> yeah aren't um, we all <laughs> <laughs> and chelm says it was almost <laughs> almost elementary Dooley. i would <laughs> I, I would disagree with that um corley wanted his own grave he simply wanted to be left to die in peace. But then um, the captions are, a smile crosses both the lips of Dracula and Chelm alike as the Lord of Evil scoops up the broken bones of the man he had battled only minutes before and takes them to be buried in their rightful home. For Dracula understands the peacefulness of eternal rest, even if he can never touch it for himself. Which is a little, I thought a little bit touching there, like a little 
glimpse into like Dracula's gonna go take this this poor guy that just wanted to be in his own grave mm-hmm. uh, because Dracula kind of understands that, you know. Yeah, yeah, it's it, yeah. It was almost elementary. I'm like, okay, uh, Sherlock yeah. Holmes here. <laughs> this goofball, Chelm yeah, is such no, a goober. You are no Sherlock Holmes, Chelm. Sorry. But yeah, the, the <laughs> caption box. A smile crosses both the lips of Dracula and Chelm. Dracula, okay, because he's like you know a maniac. Right. What is Chelm <laughs> smiling about as yeah. a giant bat carries off a skeleton and there's a cadaver six inches in front of him? What is wrong with him? Yeah, he's really done nothing. I mean, he hasn't solved anything or helped anyone in, in this whole case, except maybe save other people from getting killed. I don't know. <laughs> mm, yeah, the, the giant the bat Dracula hybrid here. It's in like, like we said, like giant form here. And it's yeah. wild. The one leg has part of like the pelvis or femur or something of this skeleton while mm-hmm. the, the 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 one of the ribs or the cl- no, no, the clavicle maybe is tucked under the chin and yeah. the other the other leg you know is grabbing the skull and it looks like an arm <laughs> broke off and it's falling down yeah yeah you might be missing a little piece before he gets <laughs> to the grave but i love the look of the bat though and the way the yeah. head the head's sort of lowered he's like the eyes looking up from that lowered head and oh man it looks really cool it's great and then i love the uh, caption box uh, at the bottom there next railroad to hell (laughs) (laughs) and and that is one of the i think i got that is an an early single issue i bought oh and uh, yeah it was one of the earliest ones i had i know 25 i had which is the first appearance of hannibal king um, I know that was I, my very first ever single issue I had that was like, you know, not a reprint. And then this 17 yeah. was one of the early ones as well, because I love 17. It is just so, so good. <laughs> oh, man. All right. I'm excited. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we, title. Yeah, we go right into, you know, full on Dr. Sun here in uh, 17. And I uh, I can't nice. wait. <laughs> 17. Yeah. All Dr. Sun just about and a little bit of Frank and Rachel. And then uh, also there are two people on the train uh that we'll we'll talk about in another recording so we'll okay. we'll, we'll, we'll 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 keep that we'll keep that for another recording but yeah we're gonna you know we're gonna wrap this episode up but yeah in our next one we're gonna cover 17 but then we're gonna cover dracula lives number one which reminds me i need to get you the rest of that material <laughs> ah, yes. um but yeah yeah we're gonna cover that since you know they've been dropping some hints with the dracula lives title one and two those issues mm-hmm. we're gonna we're gonna cover dracula lives number one plus uh you know this uh a uh, train to hell here <laughs> issue <Cool>. 17 <laughs> and then uh yeah the issue uh the, the i'm sorry the episode after that will be uh you know you me and al with the the crossover into werewolf by night which i cannot wait for yeah that's gonna be epic me too i love werewolves i love werewolf mm-hmm. by night and i love dracula can't go oh, wrong yeah. with that <laughs> yeah you figure that's it there's a good crossover there there's eventually a crossover at dr strange too i'm really looking forward to that oh one. That's wow a really good one Woo. Oh man, I bet. Okay, I haven't read any of those. I'm excited. Oh, yeah, that's that's really good stuff. Yeah. Oh man, some of the stuff that happens in there is really fantastic. How they kind of uh, back their way out of it, I'm not a huge fan of, but mm. I, I I do I do love all the uh, shenanigans that go on up until that. Okay. Happens, so, <laughs> well, you know, there's a certain amount of give and take with these issues. Like, uh, mm-hmm. I, I don't know about the wrap up of this one, but getting there was the fun. You know, watching this. Yeah 
skeleton guy do his thing and watching Dracula get super mad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah when the, it's, any, uh, it's great. Anytime the uh, the fun, the shenanigans, and the awesomeness outweigh like one or two little moments of just like head scratchers, that's that's fine with me. I can yeah, always me too. I can totally. always overlook them. Yeah. That's not I'm a problem. very forgiving. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if it's a title I like with you know an artist and a writer I like, yep, I can I can forgive some stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> cool. So all right, well, yep, that's gonna wrap us up for this one. Wow, I feel like this one was like extra long. I didn't think this would be a long one. I thought, ah, oh, we'll breeze through these two. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully it's entertaining for everybody. Yep, absolutely. It's it well, it's a heck of a lot of fun talking about it. So uh, thanks for uh, being here again, man. And uh, if anybody uh, wants to uh, seek you out, where can they do so? Yeah, look for me on uh, Twitter at Scott West sixty nine. That's my writer handle. Um, if you want to just look at pictures of bears or comic books, you can go to at Scott West. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but Scott West sixty nine is my writer handle which i need to be start promoting because i'm about to release my next book so hopefully maybe by the next time we record uh i'll be able to say yeah it's out so cool awesome yeah good news man that's awesome can't wait to uh see that and hear about it and uh, we definitely will uh talk about it for sure cool i appreciate that all righty well we're gonna jump out of here uh and uh we'll see you on uh, the next uh recording which will be you know the hopefully the second monday of the month and uh I'll be back in a minute to wrap things up. What do you think is the the major appeal of horror? Why are we drawn to it? Principally, I suppose, escapism, because it's utterly unlike our real lives, which I suppose today are inclined to be perhaps humdrum. I think that this particular kind of film gives you a jolt, an emotional jolt. You can help you to blow off steam, an emotional safety valve. But principally, escapism into a world of fantasy and unreality and the weird, which I think we harbor within all of us a basic, perhaps subconscious love for things that we don't understand and don't know. I think if a person is already unbalanced or has perverted habits or thoughts, perhaps this might, on occasions, push them over the edge slightly. Otherwise, I think it's just a question of the audience going to be entertained and they enjoy it. All right, everybody, that's going to wrap up this episode. Once again, I want to thank Scott for being on the show. Love hanging out with Scott. Real good guy. Definitely check out his book. You know, go to his uh, Twitter page. He's got a link right in his bio there. He's uh, he's actually got two Twitters, one for more personal stuff and then one for, you know, his uh, uh, books and things like that. Check them both out. He's, you know, good guy. Uh, definitely uh, not trying to uh, uh, make waves out there on social media. He's trying to just uh, have a good time. So definitely check him out and then uh, be ready for our next episode uh, in uh, the next month. And uh, then we've got our uh, big uh, team up with uh, Al Sedano for the crossover with Werewolf by Night. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. <laughs>